This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation We got the power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Boyd. Here we have Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much. I did not try to fight Cam Cam Newton this weekend. Yeah, you, you came out ahead, and you were and you up there too. That was Atlanta, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, if I see a six foot five, two hundred fifty pound man with dreadlocks and a and a form fitting hat that's <laughs> around them, um, I think I'm gonna steer clear of that. Yeah. Cam so Newton I'll, in the G one in the comments. <laughs> so I was talking to. Uh, my brother Daniel, and he—I didn't see who all was, you know, tried to do the jumping of Cam Newton, but uh, he told me that like it was at his seven on seven camp that he's ran for years. Whatever, I was like, okay, so so it was kids. He's like, yeah, it was kids. Uh, I, from what I could tell, them weren't no kids. He was out there, one man army, <laughs> standing against five, and stood his own until security showed up to break it up. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, do not run up on like I, we all know, but like just just so p- people to give you a reminder of what Cam Newton is and was, if you will, because he obviously he's still in shape. I mean, he's only 34, 35. No, he might be thirty three or thirty four, right? Um, Cam Newton won a national championship at Auburn, and he didn't have a single offensive player on his teammate get drafted. I'm going to repeat that. Cam Newton at <laughs> Auburn won a national championship, and he didn't have a single offensive teammate get drafted in the NFL. We we are talking about a dude that was in the SEC crushing linebackers, right? Like we're talking about a dude that won the, that won an NFL MVP crushing linebackers. <laughs> like uh, the term "man amongst boys," that kind of applies to Cameron Jarrell Newton, right? Like. He's he first, first the first mistake was thinking you're gonna run up on an ex NFL dude that's the size of a defensive end. I understand you say oh he had the, you know he wore the two and everything or he had the one or the two and uh he he or, sorry he wore one at uh at Auburn he wore two at uh or whatever no he wore two at uh Auburn or one at uh at uh in, in Carolina NFL. like I, I get I get it he's a quarterback is the blah 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 he's he's a, he, you know no man no man that man is a battering ram. 
And the reason why he's not in the NFL still to this day is because he was a batter around for over a decade. And much like running backs, the, the shred of tires gets real thin and where you start seeing the wires after a while. But don't let you don't let you think that like just because uh, he is no longer at his prime as an athlete in the NFL, not is not thinking that he amongst mere mortals he, <laughs> he will not drag a V. And um yeah man I I don't know I don't know what they thought they was gonna do, but Cam made sure to like whatever you're gonna try to do, it ain't gonna work because security cause by the time security get here, I will have thrown some of y'all every some which way about. Y'all might get one or two licks in, but I'm gonna eat it because y'all are normal mere mortals and you ain't no 270 pound dude uh that bench four hundred pounds punching me. You just a regular Cam. fucking guy that clocks in and out like everyone else. Shoot Irish whip out here yeah. on on these boys. Yeah. Funny comments. Um so uh R.I.P. Ole Anderson, out of all of the races in wrestling, he was up there, but as an all-time hater, Cam Newton, Super New Japan, New Gaijin, New Super Gaijin, Cam Newton dressed like he's out here from Black Sabre Jr. Cam Newton is out here dressed like he's ready to sell his opposition. Money's him. Cam Newton versus Jeff Cobb, four and a half stars. (laughs) Brew Haven, Cam Newton should take David Finley's spot. Uh... Dan, Cam versus the Bloodline, RJ Stagg. TK was trying to recruit Cam on YouTube in an interview a couple weeks ago. I saw that. I did. Look, six foot five, stereotypically handsome, big, bright smile, very charismatic, great physique. I don't know why WWE or, or AEW hasn't tried to get him in. You know, we've talked about this before. It's like, they always talk about what they want out of these football-like players. And I, I look around and I see all these people that don't make it to the NFL. I'm like, there, there's got to be like a dozen of them just in the state of Florida between every year that don't make it to the league that comes out of Florida, Miami, and Florida State. So I don't I don't get why like they don't just go to every SEC campus for kids that, don't, that, that look the part but aren't making it to the league and say, come here. I don't get it. But uh, but Cam was like, he has a name notoriety of being one of the most famous athletes in the world or in, in the country. So... You got that. And also, he can easily just easily play heel because people hate him. <laughs> people haven't liked yeah. him since 2010. I never got that. Like, bro, I've always liked people him. Because like, people, people thought he was, you know, he got he got over on one and the whole thing. And then the Susan Noon thing happened and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, tis tis. How how dare these people make money off their name, image, and likeness? Um, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Got to clear something up. So, um, Tunnel Talk, I was made aware that none of you have seen the Rocky films. And all I just have is one question for you ladies. Do you want to be on the same side as CM Punk? (laughs) It's really quite simple. I don't think he's going to sell them on a sports movie. You you can correct that or you, or you can continue to stand with Phil Brooks. And I know y'all don't want to do that. This is nasty. It's the first thing I, I I thought of. I was like, I I don't I don't associate Tony Talk with, with with Phil Brooks. So I, look, you know you you're you're going to say that or whatever else. But I, I think there are other things politically that they they would stand in line with Phil Brooks, even though he's an <laughs> asshole. So I don't think I don't think it's one of those. You know, we just talking about Rocky. The, the worst person you know, the worst person you know has uh made, has made a good point or whatever. 
uh, or you know, so you can't really be you can't really be using that as a, as a way to influence people in, 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 in trolling them into you know watching movies they don't want to watch. Look, hey. they're they've been around on Earth. I don't know. If they don't want to watch it. They just ain't we, seen it. We do know they've been. How old are all of them? Don't answer that. How old are all of them? I don't know. They're, they're all of them. They're all of them. All of them are old enough to have known about. Uh, to be aware of the Rocky movies, and yet they have never had the curiosity to go see them. They ain't finna go watch the movies. I'm telling you, maybe they just ain't never thought about it like that. that oh, yeah? That they was on the same side as, as CM Punk. So, so, ladies, listen to your boy. Y'all decide who you with. Wow. Wow. But, um, yeah. Compelling argument. But, um... <laughs> Um, so lots and lots of stuff to get to today, man. Um, we got Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. Yeah. James watched Elimination Chamber. God bless him. I, I, um, I look, I also watched, uh, I cherry picked parts of New Beginning, some in Pearl. Nice one and two. Uh, we didn't, didn't, gotta say, didn't see too much of night one because, the, the, some of the results and some of the decisions and, and some of the uh, the reviews I saw, it was like, I got this is my best show. Sorry, <sighs> night two was where is that though? In the yeah, undercard, there were, it was the just, mid-card. You know, I saw a new beginning. I started seeing them results. I was like, you know what? It's not for me. You know, and um, I saw some of the results. So I was like, uh. Anniversary show, New Japan Cup. How do you go get? You know, some of the decisions are like, all right. Sometimes you gotta, you know, get some heat to, you know, get the good upspring. And then I see the layout for for NJ Cup, and I'm like, it, it, it's a real low ceiling. It's a real low ceiling these days. Um, but uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Wrestling Observer Newsletter Award. So. Um, overall, when I saw them, you know, how Dave had been talking and some of the kind of general sentiment that was around, one was led to believe this was about to be some WWE sweep job, um, just a complete reshuffling of the, of the critical acclaim in the Wrestling Observer newsletter. I gotta say, James, much in the way of the 2022 primary, (laughs) the red wave did not come. Well, uh, I, luckily that red is one of the primary curves for WD, so you can actually use that. And also, you know, they're political. Um, <laughs> but um, I was unaware of how people were handicapping this race or the narrative around uh, these awards. So was it was it just mostly Meltzer, like when he does the, you know, the, the normal handicapping of his awards and then people, you know, Basically, be like whatever, whatever, Dave. We're going to vote for whatever we vote for. Was it one of those? Because you know he does that. That ha- where he basically like from where his perspective is on it, he'll he talks about he kind of previews the awards. He talks about it like with Garrett and right, and with right. Ryan and all that stuff. Right. And, so it, it, was it that, or was it just more that? Was it just basically like you know looking online, people being like, yeah, you know, it's it's it tide has turned. Even though every single year, the people that will say that kind of thing, which sounds weird, why they would say this thing. Have for years said this thing was bought and paid for by Tony Khan and Dave Meltzer in cahoots, and never really like, know the the process that like these aren't nominated. This is like the voters fill in who they want, and then Meltzer just tabulates the shit. Every, every time, like there there was a lot of like AW award wins on here where Dave would just 
kind of sideswipe a little bit. Like there's there's something that's changed. AW did not even acknowledge most of the awards um, this year that they got. They ain't win the ones they wanted. Even look, even the ones that they won. No, but you get my point. Tony Khan loves to run that fucking tweet out of with that picture of him on the he book of the year. Not this year. (laughs) Not this year. Which, if you look at like a lot of these awards, like there's there's so much like crossing up of shit that doesn't make sense, and um, you know, like yeah, best Booker Paul Levesque, and then you look at best show of the year, like you you get like six or seven AEW pay-per-views on there. Best weekly television show, Collision and Di- or Dynamite and Collision 1 and 2. Yep. Worst show of the year, like Raw's number two. So like it's all fucking like Yeah, but you know <laughs> how that is all mixed right, up. Right. But you know how that is when it comes to WWE when it comes to these worst things that make people lose their minds all the time. It's like, yes, WWE is going to be worse because more people watch that more than anything else. So when they see the worst thing or when it's worse, most people are going to see think of the thing they saw on WWE because more people watch it than anything else. So like that's why you see the split of, you know, most or best wrestler, worst wrestler, best show, worst show. It's always be a huge split. It always happens. People always break their brains and try to figure it out. It's like nah, man, it's simple math. Like we were talking about this uh, last week as far as like black wrestling fans. Most of the fandom for for pro wrestling that are black is going to be in WWE because the history, the prestige, the the you know, 60 year head start and all that kind of stuff. Like WWE is going to have that for the vote for the fan voting because most people that are going to watch pro wrestling in America are going to watch WWE. I don't um, know. I don't, but you know, online breaks brains. So, um, wrestler of the year award, uh, this one uh, actually ended up going to Will Ospreay. That's your Ric Flair wrestler of the year. So that's like, you know, your overall wrestler of the year award. Yep. Uh, and I think that was a, you know, that's why I would have voted for uh, was Will. Um, the other argument would have been Cody and he finished number two. Uh, I, I can't really get, you know, too upset about, about this one at all. MJF finished third. Uh, but he's, Will, like, yikes. you know, he's sensational, man. Like, in you know, normally people want to give this to uh, some long reigning world champion or somebody that's a draw, and they just like they don't think about the wrestling aspect of this at all. But right. Will Osprey took 2023 and shoved that um, up everyone's ass because he did the double dip. Uh, he also got most outstanding wrestler, uh, which was well earned um so like uh this was this was like i saw will get both of those and i was like let's go um this is the third time he's won most outstanding wrestler um and this age 30 year was was quite frankly absolutely sensational this is only the third time he's ever won it yeah who won last year uh most outstanding was will <laughs> And he only, he only, other, the only other time he ever won it was 2019? Correct. Huh. Who won in 2022? I'm sorry, 2021 yeah. is what I mean. Shingo. Oh, yeah, because he broke his neck or had a neck injury. That's right. Okay. That's what I'm missing. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, man, I, I can't argue with, with, with any of these. I, I think that's that's awesome for Will. And uh, Cody Rhodes, I think, you know, made a good showing of himself, too. I, I think he's clearly the the biggest star in WWE. Yep. Um, 
He's the one that's moving the shit forward. He's there um, every. He's the one that's there almost every week. Yep. All right. Even even while that being said, um, if he if he wins the title at WrestleMania and held, and holds that bitch for most of the year, he's gonna he wins. He walks the flair, Thez. I think. I think so too. Um, so my question for you is this: Right, I'm looking at number three and four. MJF, um, basically beat uh Roman Reigns by uh less than thirty po- points, right? Yep. And Roman has twenty six more first place votes. Um, it, on your ballot, who who do you have higher? Uh, let me phrase that. If the ballot was as long as it took to get those two on there, who who was higher? I think I would have put uh, Roman Reigns higher. Same. That's why I asked. Because I'm like, yeah, man. Like, I know, you know, you can say what you want to about Roman not being around. But Roman's lows, even while I hate his matches, and a lot of, uh, most people do, like, the television isn't as, like, bad and just be like, hey, bro, we want you just off. We want you just, like, go somewhere and, and don't come back. And it's like, oh, you're injured? That's unfortunate. Don't Don't rush to come back. Take your time. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's one of those. Danielson at five, a distant five. Misco is a distant six. Uh, makes me want to go back and see exactly what uh, Misco did in CMLO. Because CMLO had a, you know, has had a bounce back, you know, almost two years at this point, a year and a half. So, and he's been at the forefront of it. Uh, Misco in front of Seth Rollins. Woof. That is Seth Rollins has had a fake belt all year. Couldn't manage it higher than seventh. Beat everyone on the roster, damn near except Roman Reigns, and um, you know, just doesn't finish that much higher than Tam Nakano, for instance. Uh, like, <laughs> um, now the 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 part that's funny about Tam is Tam is how many months? At least two. She Shit. missed two. She missed three. Basically, three months. She missed the last three months of the year, right? And then, and then got you know, we're not going to defend the red belt this year. Just, we're, we're just only going to defend the red belt. How many red belt defenses were there before? Uh, were there uh, this year before uh, before Tam got hurt? There was uh, the two red, uh, yeah, three from Julia, um, the double title match, the And then, the, and then the match where she got hurt. I think there were five. There were, I think there were five red belt defenses all year in Stardom. That's awful. Obviously, that's, that's a byproduct of uh, Tam getting hurt to some extent. But it's also like, you know, Rossi getting fucked with. Uh, so yeah, man, like that's the kind of year that Tam Nakano had, and she was still, uh, you know, <laughs> competing with Seth Rollins. Oh, that boy, that boy, covered in mud. So, so most most outstanding was uh, second was Brian Danielson, third Kenny Omega, fourth Zack Saber Jr., five Kento Miyahara, six Gunther, seven Kazucho Okada, Shingo, Orange Cassidy, and Mike Bailey. Um, lots of great workers there. Yeah. Um, I wonder if we go. Where was back Seth and- Rollins? <sighs> Not uh, he's what uh, he's thirteenth in honorable mention. Competing with the likes of Eddie Kingston, who had who missed a bunch of time. Bingo, a bunch of time, right? Um, 
also quite telling is I mentioned about the year the stardom had with like just a fuck up at the top of the red belt that like there's not a single stardom wrestler in that they even got close to enough votes to be an honorable mention. Just sad after you know the last yeah what since 2020. Sure, he put in jail. Yep, Shuri put in jail, Mayu put in jail, Julia put in jail. Honestly, Julia should be on here, but, you know, she was a top belt, so people don't look at it that way. Um, whatever. It's, it's, it's sad for me. But, um, yeah, just, uh, MJF front of Seth Rollins. Mm. <laughs> that is funny. Oh, uh, man. All right. So, uh. Tag team of the year, FTR wins three hundred yeah. or uh, two thousand thirty-one. Excuse me, two thousand three hundred forty-one points. Number two, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Three, Bishamon. Four, Takuya Nomura. Fu Minori Abe. I believe they go by the astronauts. And then number five, the Young Bucks and pretty a pretty down year and then Aussie Open. This was supposed to be Aussie Open's award um until they got injured. Um, it would have been yeah. <laughs> it would have been besides and, that. And, but then again, you know, it's down still, year. Then again it probably it might have still been FTR because they would have been working with him again. Obviously, you know, they worked with each other during the um uh the Royal Quest stuff a few years ago. Um but they would have they would have brought that in again. Uh, so they would have both been up there. I'm just looking at like number two being Sami Zayn's and Kevin Owens being like, yo, this was this was a really bad year for Wild for Tag Team Wrestling. Like, um, you know, injury bug struck uh struck Anopoy in in stardom. Uh and then you look around and you're like, all right, I don't mention you got you got the uh, never open weight trios champions of Okada, Tanahashi, and Ishii on here. Damian Priest Finn Balor, they're um they're a good tag team, but they got it late. They were doing the whole, you know, who's gonna screw each other over. They're uh, an honorable mention. Adam Cole, MJF, they're an honorable mention. Um, the Usos, who didn't even, didn't even tag together this year. I mean, they had the main for five minutes. Want to WrestleMania? Yeah, they they tagged together like barely. Yeah, for five um, minutes they're on here. The acclaimed, which is like they were they were trios most of the year. Like I'm not, like, there's no way the trio should be on here. Yeah, catch two two. I think is way too low on this. I agree, um, especially given yeah. what they do whenever they get a big opportunity, like the dome uh, last year. Or yeah, last FTR year. with their with their second in a row. All they got to do is win five straight more. All right, I, hey man, I got it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, this is what I'll say. Uh, should Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens have been in over uh, Bishamon for second? They broke them out too quick for me. Tom Bishamon? Uh FTR. Or excuse me. Uh Owens and Zane. They broke him up too quick. Right, that's my point. So why uh, is this just WWE advantage? Do you think that's yep. what it is? Because obviously it was a great is. story that people loved. Or not a great story, but a story people loved. Best on interviews. Number one, Eddie Kingston. Number two, MJF. Right? Uh Eddie Kingston has won this deal. At least, at least twice. twice now. Yeah, this is his second win. He won in 2020. MJF yeah. won the last two years, and then he takes it back from MJF. MJF number two, number three, Christian Cage, four, John Moxley, five, Cody Rhodes, six, Danielson, seven, Osprey, eight, Punk, nine, LA Knight, ten, Don Callis. So, like, if you look at the write up in this thing, 
like Kingston, he talks about he's a he's an interesting pick in a close race over MJF, and um, I believe he mentioned um, LA Knight, and it's like LA Knight finished ninth. Like, why are you bringing him up at all? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Like, but um, you know, I I think Eddie should have got more opportunity actually, and you know he he did you know his thing with. MJF really just hogging the mic all year. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's an indictment MJF finished second on this with all the amount of time he talked. He talked more than probably anybody in wrestling except for maybe Roman. Actually, more than Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns don't show up that much. So, yeah. He talked more than anybody in pro wrestling this year. What I was looking at with MJF, like, being on so much near the top of some of these awards and then near the top of some of the negative awards as well, MJF in 2023, he was a volume shooter. Oh, yeah. 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 as hell. Yeah. Like, yeah. He was scoring 25 points and taking 35 shots to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah. A whole lot of a whole lot of 10 for 25 nights. Yeah. Um promotion of the year. For the first time since the year 2000, WWE won it. What? Excuse me. The first time WWE has ever won it. Are you sure? Because all the other wins were WWF. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're doing. Ha ha. No, I think it's um, I think it's interesting. You know, like I didn't quite see like the fervor that people have when like AEW or New Japan was reeling this off every single years uh, since we started watching Observer when it will come out. Like Apparently, talking about how this is bond paid for. This bond paid for, but like they win it this year, and like I didn't hear anything about like people being like, oh, having a reconciliation. Reconciliation, like, oh, wait a minute, maybe it's just that like the company got better. And we were lying about it this whole time. Didn't happen. And no people came by. And, nobody came by and said. And I, I even seen people be like, "Finally, I even see that." That's right. You know, George Bush was in office. You know, <laughs> um, Willennium had just dropped. Willennium. You know, you said uh, two thousand. You said two thousand last time. Yes. I mean. You know, there, Shaq and Kobe there, winning their first title. Well, together. there's another significant marker uh, in the early 2000s of of, of of a time in history. Do tell. Um, it involves planes. God damn it. Um, number two, All Elite Wrestling. Number three, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Number four, CMLL. All the way down to number seven, Stardom. Behind All Japan. Well, All Japan had what? a good year. What the fuck I, I, has happened to stardom? You know what happened to stardom. We we discussed it. We discussed it at times throughout the year. It was like they 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 crashed. They crashed. Barreled ahead through like a year full of booking between like uh, Julia and Mariah and Mina and Tam to get to Yokohama Arena because they because they needed a big main event. So they were like put Tam and Julia in there. Do the title change here as opposed to go through the whole year, the twists and turns of, you know, Mina starting out on her own to do Club Venus, the twists and turns of, you know, the love triangle between um, Nassipoy and Tam and, and Mina, and they just plowed ahead through it, and then they got to the rest of the year, and they're like, oh, five title, five title defenses all year for the top belt in the, in the promotion. Tons of in, tons of injuries. The only really, the only really like full fleshed out story that went all the way through that started and ended was like the Oedo tie in in Queen's Quest thing. 
looking more at promotion of the year. Um, I feel like AEW gave this one away. This wasn't necessarily about what WWE did because we're not talking about how good these shows were. Rich. SummerSlam fucking sucked. Night yeah. two of WrestleMania, they fucking execute Cody Rhodes. Yep. They had some good shows like Backlash and um, the Royal Rumble of 2023, yeah. like in night one of WrestleMania. But yeah. after that, it's pretty dire. Like when you're talking about what's actually on the shows and it, stuff it, like it, that, well, AEW shot itself in the foot so much with negative press and like the uh, the negativity around the online sentiment swung toward them in a way that just never happened previously yeah and a lot of that was due to like internally i think uh you know within the fan base and then you know the normal negativity that's there so like i i think that was like you know like people just looked at like the television deals they signed or the or the the business metrics like the press releases for peacock and stuff like that but yeah i Mm, there's all, I, I don't there's know, man. also the part where they had a baby face that people loved and they had a storyline that people loved and that and when WWE and in most pro wrestling until we got to, you know, in North America until we got to AEW, if you have a top storyline on top, the rest of the shit don't matter. You're you're going to be hot if you get people into the top storyline. And um for WWE this proves it's still true. And you know they had the Sami Zayn thing that was super hot with with uh the, with the Bloodline. You had the Cody thing that was super hot. Uh, people were people even despite us being like what the fuck like people were into the or into you know main event Jay Uso, and then it worked it worked out worse than we even thought it would have. Which is like should listen to us, but whatever. We got people in the building to see that shit. Um, so yeah, like you know, um, it was, it was a lot of goodwill, a lot strangely. of goodwill. A lot of strangely for the sex trafficking company, yes, lots of goodwill. Look, uh, you also got to know, like WWE has the benefit of the doubt and an easier bar to clear than than everyone else, and we know this. We've always known that. And like when AEW's coming out here and they're doing this shit like the devil, and like (laughs) and you know stuff that's dividing the fan base, like. And then Kenny Omega's in and out, the leader in and out, like they're re-signing and you know, it's it's it was just a weird, not a weird year, but yeah, it was a weird year. This weirdest year they ever had. And like that was a, that was a, the consequence. And like you look around the world, like New Japan, where it's like, all right, Rebel's gonna be on Sonata on top for f- what, seven months out of the year. What the fuck is that? That shit ain't never gonna hit. Like Um <laughs> Right, like CMLL, CMLL doesn't have the exposure. UFC, UFC is never going to do well in this because unless you know, unless they're they're like just on fire because it's more of a, a wrestling of uh, uh thing. All Japan's too small to ever do anything. Stardom had a shot, but they they like if this was 2021 or 22 Stardom, they could have won this year. But 2023 Stardom is not 2021 or 22 Stardom, right? Mm-hmm. They had a they they had the worst year. AEW and Stardom both. In 2019, we both started watching them at the same time. 2023 was the worst year for both of them at the same time. When they were one and two promotions in the in uh, pro wrestling uh, for the last two years before this, they both fucked it. Both of them. Crazy. Um, best weekly TV show number one: AEW Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the matches still match, even though it, match, even look, yeah, the matches still match. Great matches in AEW. Yeah. A lot of them happen on Dynamite. Yeah, uh, number two: Collision. Um, really started coming into its own towards the end of the year. 
you know, CM Punk got him off to a great start. Yeah. I mean, look, look, look. You can't... I understand everyone has mocked, rightfully mocked the part where it's like the people that are nostalgic for like this three weeks sp- or this like five week run of of, uh, of collision that people kind about or whatever else. Uh, he was having three and a quarter matches that that went twenty eight minutes with Ricky Starks that were botching that were horrible. I don't disagree, but my my what I'm saying is like I understand people have that, but it's like when he came in on that first week and he put an X on that fucking belt, <laughs> he cut that that metal promo. Regardless of whether it pissed you off or you thought it was ingenious or both, it was compelling as hell. Um, and like it was good to see Andrade uh and and thing to be interesting and whatever else. And like they they, they it, it quickly morphed into the Danielson era, and the Danielson era was awesome. Like. There's no reason for me to want to watch that shit, and I end up watching it every other week now. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about wrestling, and, you know, Dynamite had quite an experimental year, I would say. Um, yeah. <laughs> because obviously a lot of that time was monopolized by MJF, but he yeah. couldn't take up the whole show. Right. And like, the Continental <laughs> Classic saved his promotion. Like, if the Continental Classic had started up two more months, they, they might have been able to come back in the back door and stole this back. <clears throat> yeah. Um, there was, you know, just too many great matches. Like, yeah, it's the best wrestling show there's ever been. So, in, yeah, um, in in American pro wrestling, absolutely. Number three, SmackDown. Yep. Um, the A show. <laughs> number four, CMLL. Uh, number five, NXT. Six, Raw. That's seven, an, now that's an embarrassment. That is an embarrassment. It obviously it's only uh, it's only six points. But NXT to be in front of Raw and NXT is god awful as as outside of like the branded shows like the Halloween Havocs and the New Year's Evils and the Takeovers uh, level events. Outside of that, that is not a watchable show. Um, so Joe Lanza had a great rant um, behind his paywall about some of Dave's comments here, um, talking about NXT. Uh, so Dave's comments were, you know, AEW captured the award for the fifth straight year, every year of his existence, and by a sizable margin. While Dynamite didn't grow in audience reach this year, while NXT and SmackDown in particular showed great growth, Dynamite usually has more great matches than any of the other shows, and then the balloting, that's going to make a lot of difference. It was notable because SmackDown had the most major league feel, NXT had the best character development, and Raw was the platform where Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins got much stronger. But when it comes to Seth Rollins, or excuse me, when it comes to wrestling matches, traditionally that's what's going to come out here. All this explaining, all this copping please, best character development? No. Come on, man. Come on, man. No. Um, like, don't worry, they have, don't they have good storylines, whatever else, like, but, like, no. Nah. Uh, anyway, uh, so, the one thing I want to point out, Raw Hat was the platform, hold on, SmackDown had the most Major League feel, that is true, NXT had the best character development, I'm very dubious on that, Raw was the platform where Cody and Seth got much stronger, um... Seth Rollins did not get much stronger at all. In fact, he got, if you want to say anything, he's lost power being the fucking, that, that cup champion over there. So I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. Um, best character development. That's, we're one step away from like Duke the Dumpster Drossy walking in the door. Um, we, we have generic 
Italian man with Tony D. Uh, you know, how, how deep is the character of, of the development of Tiffany Stratton? You know, how hey, deep is the character development of niggas redoing Shawn Michaels angles from the 90s? Like, we didn't see them. Yeah. Just, just so deep. Just, maybe just maybe he's doing deep. the Jim Cornette logic of like after seven years, like you can just do the same shit over and over again. <laughs> sure, because your audience has cycled out in theory. It's like nah, non WWE when average fan, the average age of the fans in their fucking fifties. No, yeah. Pro wrestling match of the year number one: Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, one four Tokyo Dome. Number two, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, 625, Forbidden Door. Number three, MJF versus Brian Danielson, Revolution. Four, Swerve Strickland versus Adam Page um, at full gear. Five, FTR versus Jay White and Juice Robinson. Six, Danielson versus Sabre. Seven, Kasuhiko Nakajima versus Kento Miyahara. Eight, Will Ospreay versus Tessio Naito. Nine, Queen's Quest versus Odeo Tai. The cage match. Yep. And number 10, Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Um, yeah. I know. Just just add another match of the year uh, award for both Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay. They, they've got several of them, both of those guys. Uh, when they linked up, we knew what it would be. One and two. Incredible. Those are the two best matches I saw uh, last year, and I still think that Kenny Omega Osprey in the Tokyo Dome was the best match I've seen so far this decade. So, yeah. 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 This decade is like... Uh, we're five years in now. We're, we're, uh, actually, through this, through this awards, we're, we're four years in. You know, you can get diverticulitis, you can have knee surgery, neck surgery, shoulder surgery. The end of these years... The best bout machine is still there. It, it happens, you know. Um, Will, just like this, if you look at these awards in total, this is like the celebration of Will Ospreay, these awards. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's almost like he's the best wrestler in the world and has been since 2019. Um,. Black Sabre Jr., that's Kenny's fifth time winning that award, right? Um, I would have to look. You can look. Hold on. Let's see real quick. All right. So that would be his. Oh, whoops. He moved me all the way up here. It's his fourth. Is his fourth. And for Osprey. It would be his third. Least, I was going to say it was at least his second, but yeah, this is his third. His third. Okada got, Okada got five of these bitches. <laughs> uh, the crazy part about it is they're all either uh, they're all either with Tanahashi or Okada. I'm sorry, either with Tanahashi, Omega, or Osprey. Um, yeah. It's it's, al- it's it's almost like Okada, Omega, and Osprey are you know the three best wrestlers of this era. <laughs> if you, it's, 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 it's almost it's almost like that. It's almost like it. It's crazy. And they've all they've all been reunited in all elite wrestling. Yeah, with, with Brian Danielson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what the fuck? 
<laughs> remember, remember the. Well, I forgot why I sent you it, but you sent me a picture oh. of two attractive women, two very attractive women, and I sent you back a picture uh, from the '92 Dream Team of Magic Johnson and, and Michael Jordan with their, with their with their gold medals. Like, we gotta find out what the equivalent of like Danielson, Okada, Omega, and Osprey together is. We gotta, we gotta figure out what the fuck that is. Bro, as as a, as a sports picture, it's crazy. Like it's gonna be like the twenty seven Yankees or something some like that. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be something like that. Um. So we got the U.S. MVP, uh, U.S. Canada MVP number one, Cody Rhodes. Uh, number two, Brian Danielson. Three, MJF. Four, Roman Reigns. Five, John Moxley. Six, Orange Cassidy. Seven, Kenny Omega. 8, CM Punk, 9, Seth Rollins, 10, Sami Zayn. Um, CM Punk in front of Seth Rollins is hilarious. CM Punk wrestled how many matches? Even 10. Didn't even wrestle 10. 10. Even wrestle 10. 10. Right. Gotta That's hilarious. 10. Damn, Seth. Um, Damn. Uh, Danielson missed tons of times. Still yep. got second. Yep. Um. Yeah, this is this is Cody's award. I, I thought his year kind of fell off after SummerSlam. Um, I but, can see that. You know, I think he did enough. Kind of, you know, his whole year changes if there's simple competence of strapping him up at WrestleMania. Right. I, I think that would have been probably the he easy wins thing for Thez if he wins, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing too. Yeah. Japanese MVP one Will Osprey. Two, Kazusha Okada. Three, Tetsuya Naito. Four, Kento Miyahara. Five, Yuma Eoagi. Six, Tam Nakano. Seven, Julia. Eight, Sonata. Nine, Kano. Ten, Micah. Rich. So, when you hold the IWGP championship. Seven, eight months. Seven months out the year, right? And then you don't even finish top seven. I don't ever want to hear shit. About Sonata, anything near uh, near the world title? How this was the right decision? How this was you know just had to be done? How the, the year had to, to go the way it went. Right, it had to be him in the in the dome. Right, absolutely not. I right. I don't buy it. The receipts. This, this shit does not add up in Tokyo sports. This shit doesn't add up in nope. the Wrestling Observer newsletter. No, nope. this shit doesn't add up anywhere you look. It don't add up in it's Sports not- Illustrated whenever that comes out. If it hasn't came out yet, it don't add up on the Forbidden Door card when nope. he comes in. He's he's the fourth match on the show. Yep. No, it don't. It don't add up. You know where it, where it adds up in your minds, in your fantasies. That's where this. <laughs> that's where this adds up. Bro. Meanwhile, Will Osprey, you give him the fucking belt that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he comes out here and cleans up the globe. I I would like to point out that Tam. My beloved Tam and Julia both finished out in front of the the eighth month, eight seven month reigns of the IWGP champion. While one of them was injured, the other one was basically in in shadow band with that fucking uh, lavender belt. Yeah, um, Okada and Naito just two and three, just cause they ain't really. You know. Well, I mean, you got well, with Okada and Naito. You also got to throw in like he had uh, Naito had the. Naito won the G one. 
Yep. He also had to be the person to put over Sonata in the New Japan Cup. And mm-hmm. and he retired Muto's bitch ass. So there's also that. He like he could have finished he could have finished second for me. <laughs> why didn't why didn't uh Tetsuya Naito try to do the roll call in the dome when he beat Muto? Why do we had to like wait eight extra months for for him to do that? Well, you said eight extra months, Rich. Uh when we get to Booker of the Year and we see someone's name missing, I'm going to get to the part where he said, uh, why is the reason why we had to drag this shit for four years out? I had that, I had that saved. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Muto versus Chono had to happen, I guess. Yeah. Look, Okada, hey, look, look, look. Okada beat the shit out of Kaito Kiyomiya. <laughs> That's what got him second. Bro, I saw a clip of when that man uh, hit him with that rainmaker, lifted him up at the two count, and then uh, before the three count, then whooped his ass some more, and then finally put him away. Bro, I, that's, that's one of the best so matches funny. of the year. But boy, they, he, 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 damn Kaito, stand up, stand up, be a man. Mexico MVP, Mexico, moving on. Yep. <laughs> Europe MVP Will Ospreay once again number two Michael Oku way the fuck back there by the way Saber way down there uh yeah. do you see Pentagon finish fifth Pentagon finish fifth in Mexico MVP that's funny right um non-heavyweight MVP El Ijo Del Vikingo yep can't, can't hate on that uh, I, number look, two. I probably would have went Hiromu, but you know, whatever. Like Vikingo's been, he went nuts last year. He, like, he went nuts, I, but him. I did love uh, Hiromu's um, junior title reign this year. Like it was like, oh, he's figured out how to be a great wrestler without like putting his neck at risk and his shoulder at risk again. So I was like, I really loved his year. I really loved his year. I heard getting Watto over, or how heard getting Watto hot in the streets from time from time to time. Like, look, they, him and Desperado was doing was doing God's work <laughs> at times uh, last year in the Junior Division. Women's Wrestling MVP number one, Rhea Ripley. Number two, Julia. Three, Athena. Four, Tam Nakano. Five, Becky Lynch. Six, Tony Storm. Seven, Suzu Suzuki. Tied for seventh, Miyu Yamashita. Nine, Mayu Watani, and ten in jail, Shuri. Yep. Um, this is amazing that they gave a non wrestler uh the women's wrestling MVP. Um, well <laughs> this, and just this, a just an absolutely shameful year for uh women's wrestling. Worldwide, yeah. When when Star Storm goes down, the only person that really held up their end relative to expectation was Julia, who really should have won this, and Athena, who was actually the best women's wrestler in uh, North America this year. And, you know, Ring Honor is Ring Honor, WWE is WWE. So Rhea Ripley wins the women's wrestling MVP for being a manager in men's matches. Like, if this was 1998, if this was 1998, China would have won that shit too. Instead of, instead of you know, Aja Kong or Manami Toyota... Right, that's what that's what would have happened. Am I lying? Is that not what what would have happened? That's it. Yeah. Um, feud of the year. Number one, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. Get the fuck out of here. Um, number two, Adam Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. That's probably what I would have voted for. 
Kenta Miyahara versus Katsuhiko Nakajima. Number four, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay. That's what should have won if there was a third match. Adam Page versus John Moxley. Elite versus BCC. Yep. Rocky Romero and Volador. Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. That's laughable. That's Cody Rose versus Brock Lesnar. That could have been on worse here. Um, um, MJ versus, versus the Devil is, la- is even worse. Is an even worse that's, candidate that's than uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. A lot worse. Um, I, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Bloodline. Just over Swerve and Hey Man. Just, just no. I, I just flat reject it. Rich. But. Over Kenta Miyahara and Nakajima, over Osprey in 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 um in Omega. Omega. Over look, I understand they split votes because they're, they're you're right, Nick. They're five and six, but they're the same they're the same program. Page versus Moxie t- bled into bled into Osprey. I'm sorry, bled into Elite versus BCC. Like they're one and the same. They split votes. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um. um that's box office draw. Number one, Roman Reigns. Two, Cody Rhodes. Three, John Cena. Um, and this one wasn't voted on. Dave just kind of gave this shit out. Yeah, that's how he does it now. Or I would now, like someone like last to explain years. to me how is Roman Reigns a bigger draw than Cody John- Rhodes? No, no, I will. Uh, no, no. Explain how he's a bigger draw than John Cena. When John Cena like shows up and actually like noticeably jumps the numbers. And then, like, like Roman's on, and then Roman's on shows or not on shows, and this kind of makes no difference about the house or, um, or like the attend or the uh, I'm sorry, the viewership from time to time or not or more times than not. Like John Cena actually made difference makes difference every time he shows up. Like Cody Rhodes is like almost like you can point to him and be like he rebuilt the WWE house show business post pandemic. You can say it's Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you could. I mean, well. I don't know if that boom started before or after the Sammy thing got hot. I'm not sure, but he, but he is definitely like at he is definitely a person that's held it up post Sammy being phased down. Most improved. What the number fuck? one? I just saw this. Julia, Hart. you fucking kidding me? Number one, Julia Hart. Dumb Mysterio's too. That's even worse. Number three, Mar- Mariah May. Tie for third. Shota Umino. Five, Swerve Strickland. Well, you know how it is. Most improved also it figures it's like the most improved in like basketball sometimes where it's like a third year player was like, oh, they just, they got to jump in minutes. Yeah. And like Swerve, he got to jump yeah. in minutes. So basically, so the thing for me is like Swerve's jump in minutes should have put him at one for this because obviously he was a guy that was super talented, but like now he's a main eventer. And like the right. jump from like, upper or the jump from talented mid carder to upper to main adventure is bigger than Julia Hart going know. from a nobody to I, with a belt that no one really cares about Dominic to a, a male manager for a, a female manager. Uh, Mariah May going from Gaijin that got a shot to a person that gets pinned a lot, even though she improved a lot technically, like for real technical, like got better in the ring. Umino, Umino. <sighs> I don't know what to say about Umino because I don't watch enough uh, of the house shows, but like, I like him, but he does. I guess have I look a bust at it rate. differently. I guess I look at it differently. I tend to look at who was like, sorry. And then like turned into something good rather than like, Oh, this person's just the same. They've always been. And then, you know, increase in minutes, as you say, mm-hmm. um, so that's why I'm, I kind of look funny at seeing like Yoda Suji and Swerve on here. I'm like, yo, they were 
they, they had this shit figured out long ago. They just finally had somebody believe in them. Like, to me, that's a little... I get you. Like, that's not a skill. Uh, I get you. You know, situation. But, but yeah, Julia Hart at number one. That's just. Um, I mean, you look at you look at uh, Kyle. How about this, Kyle Fletcher? I don't mention it. Uh, number twelve, and it's like, nah, man, he's been raw for a while, man. I don't, I don't get that. My Sakurai eighteen, when she still stinks, is like, or not stinks, but still mediocre. Is like, okay, whatever. You like the gimmick, cool. Yeah, like you could put the Gun Brothers on here a little higher. I think they were number ten, right? You are. <sighs> Well, this well, I wouldn't say most improved, but uh, like, uh, is there a comeback wrestler of the year? <laughs> there is not, I don't think. Because I'd because Juice would be number one for me, I think. I'd imagine. Yeah, Juice Robinson. Yeah, because yeah. he look, when he was at look the end of, at that end of, or um, New Japan run, I was like, bro, he's done. He's cooked. He won't retire. And, like, <laughs> yeah, and he came to AEW, and I was like, bro, what? Did, what? Did, why they do that? And he's a valuable guy. You know, minus the, you know, the anti-Semitic, you know, um, roll of quarters or, or, or coins or whatever else. Outside of that, that's not no big thing to just sidestep. But, yeah, like, he, um, he's valuable when he's on TV. Most charismatic, number one, MJF. Two, Roman Reigns. Three, Kento Miyahara. Four, Julia. Five, Cody Rhodes. Six, Eddie Kingston. Seven, Orange Cassidy. Tied for seven, CM Punk. Eight, Swerve Strickland. Nine, L.A. Knight. Ten, Dom Mysterio. I'm sorry. I don't know in what world MJF is more charismatic than Swerve, especially not like in 2023. I mean, or John Moxley or Christian Cage or Tetsuya Naito or Sami Zayn. Like, say what you want. Roman Reigns has some people throwing up the ones to be like him in his track suits. Yeah. Um... Um... Cody I'm never, Rose, I'm never, you know, I'm never good with the charismatic thing because I'm like, if you if you're talking about a stereotypical charismatic or whatever else, then like Makito should win this shit every single year. But if you're talking <laughs> about like, I don't know how to make people more or less swoon or whatever, or bite, or bite off every action you do, I, I guess MGF does it. But he also like is very polarizing with that because he also turns a lot of people off at the same time. So it's like, <clears throat> it, it, it's a. It's a, it's a, he's very volatile. He's very this is his like third time volatile. winning that award. Second, this is third time winning that award. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I would want to swerve here personally. Like, I don't think, he, <laughs> well, I don't think, he, I don't think throughout the year he talked enough for that. But, but I mean, I but think next year, I think this year, I think this year will be that. Like, like when he cut that promo about uh, Black History Month during Black History Month on uh, Collision, that's more of what I want to see out of him as opposed to just like the only time everybody talks is like to talk specifically about like Adam Page more or less. <laughs> What I'm saying, like charisma, like that can be how somebody walks to the ring. That can be like the stuff they wear. Like that can be just how cool somebody is. Yeah, like, yeah, I get that. But I think also a lot of that also comes down to people break down between charisma and presence and like that sort of thing is presence. Like for example, uh Yoda Suji's on here, honorable mention, right? He is he has presence. He is not necessarily charismatic in the way that he what? talks about. You think so? You think he's Jushin Thunder Liger? Bro, he's charismatic as fuck. I think he has great presence. I think the I think the he looks the part not more than he actually is the part right now, and I think he'll get better at it over time. Bro, he's a no brainer. Like the smile, the gear, the smile the is the part of the presence. The gear is the presence. That's not actually like the charisma part. Like, like Eddie that's Kingston, why people like uh, him. 
but that's look that's part of the presence like i and how he holds it together like okay it can't do you we watch him you watch tetsuya naito you watch eddie kingston do you think the same thing or feel the same thing when they're performing because i don't and maybe well, it's also because like i watched it and maybe it's also because i watched that match that hair match he just had and i'm like okay okay yeah, like the second like that man showed up on the scene at Dominion last year, that man hits that damn space flying tiger drop, yells in the crowd essentially, and is like basically like fire up, what across from the IWGP champion makes him look like a nothing. Like yes, that man's charismatic as fuck. Like <laughs> being charismatic uh-huh. compared to not to Sonata is, I don't think that's the hard to do, and I don't think you think that either, but. Yeah, man. Uh, this we're talking about. This was a this year or a last year award, so maybe he did better than the, what I what I've seen out of him so far this year. Uh, I'm not. I'm not like I'm selling stock on him, but like I just think that like over time he'll be able to channel it better. Brian Danielson Award Best Technical Wrestler goes to Brian Danielson. This is like his 12th or 13th time winning something like that. Yikes! Zach is Sabre ever gonna catch him? Number two. No, Danielson <laughs> have to retire. Again, um, <clears throat> Bruiser Brody, uh, Memorial Award, Award, Best Brawler, number one, John Moxley by a wide margin, number two, Tomohiro Ishii, three, Adam Page, four, Eddie Kingston, five, Gunther, six, Roosh, uh, tied for sixth, Shingo Takagi, Julia, Samoa Joe, Sheamus. Moxley has uh, now won four straight. He's won four straight now. That's kind of crazy. Um, Ishii won. Do you, do you always get brawling from him? Because I don't necessarily feel like he's a brawler necessarily okay. all by, the time. I think by brawling, they mean like go out there and have garbage matches or whatever else outside and outside on the floor. And that, and by American standards, that is a brawler. Because like if I go over here and look at Steve Austin in the mid in the late nineties, he'll be up here too, right? right. Like beating him a foley, so. right? So that's yeah. what they mean by brawling. Like when I think of brawling. I think of someone standing in the paint and, then, and throwing clubs and all that kind of shit, like like never op- open weight, you know, Ishii, Shibata, Shingo type of shit, right? Look, I got to say, Eddie Kingston, like, had a hell of a year in that case, if, that, if that's what, we, what, what we're looking at. Someone standing in the paint, taking them chops, whooping ass, him or Gunther. Um, but Gunther kind of... Hmm, Gunther don't know, get I, enough profile to, to have matches that go off like that and, like, Kingston didn't he missed some time or it seemed he was off TV for a while and then he heated back up but like Moxie's always on TV and he's always has good ass matches and they're all and he's always gonna have the inside track on Ishii because Ishii like people don't get to see his matches that often or no not that often but like he has a his profile to be able to for people to see him that vote on this thing is not nearly as big as Moxley's um Hangman getting on their best brawler. Of course, he has those pair of matches, like one with Ford, Def, one yep. with Moxley. The nasty, nasty matches. And uh, he was in Blood and Guts as well. So yep. was Moxley. Yep. Um, hmm. I wish Sheamus was higher, but, you know, Sheamus doesn't get to, you know, do his thing. Um, how how could he have been? Who do you, Who do you want him to jump on this list? I can't think of anything he did outside of WrestleMania, though. Right. That's, that's the only thing. Maybe right. like his. I mean, twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I see what you mean. I probably have to go back. He probably was higher. Best flying wrestler, El Ijo del Vikingo. Absolutely, yep. by a wide yeah. margin. Yep. Phoenix um, broke up all year, still finished third. Yep. Uh, I, two, I don't know if that's Osprey. actually accurate given that, you know, we don't watch the MLO. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's a legacy vote, I, I would say, for, for Phoenix right there. Yeah. Um, four, Mascara Dorada. Five, Commander. Uh, six, Neon. I don't know who that is. That must be CMLO. Yeah. Uh, why is the Commander on most improved? He should be on there. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking now that I see his name. Maybe he's an honorable mention? Maybe. Um, number eight, Mystico. Mystico, not a flyer like that no more. <laughs> El Phantasmo, Starlight Kid, and then Teton. She'll be flying like that. Right. Um, she has a moonsault. Yeah. You know, it's funny. That still means she got a, like better votes than Eosha I ever got on this thing, which is nuts. Most overrated. Here we go. Let's do it. Number one, Sonata. Yep. Number two, Roman Reigns. Number three, CM Punk. Number four, Tyrus. Number five, MJF. Six, Austin Theory. Seven, Nia Jax. Eight, Chris Jericho. Nine, LA Knight. Ten, Jake Lee. All right. Wow. Bianca Belair, honorable mention at 14. Whatever. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, so people um, that voted Yujiro Takahashi, do they know what this award actually is? <laughs> I guess they just want him to go away and die. I guess. All right. Um, Sonata and Roman Reigns. I mean, look. When we say most overrated, it's most overpushed. I would argue right. Roman Reigns is overpushed. If you are in the middle of a three and a half, almost four year title reign being pushed like God Almighty that far above everybody else, and that and you know this is not like you barely get to use them or anything like that. It's like this guy's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not Hulk Hogan. He's not anywhere close to that. Yep, but. He just, you know, this this is how the push he receives. I I would term that overrated. I I again, yeah, it's an overpush award, and even by that standard that you just laid out, I still go with Sonata. Like we <laughs> we are talking about. So it, it yeah, was, I it, agree. It, it it was sent me off the deep end was seeing Jim Valley uh put out a tweet, and Jim's a very very nice guy. He's been through a lot, and he said that like he thinks that the fans don't get what. So now his role was, and I was like, yeah, we get the role. He was a seven-month transitional champion. That fucking sucks. <sighs> if you need a transitional champion, it don't need to be for over half a year. That's not a transitional champion. That's just a bad champion. Could have um, won that shit at King of Pro Wrestling, Destruction and Bipu, you know, G1 final, like, day, something like that. Fuck. Like, like... You go through his G1 run. It was very pedestrian. Like, uh, you know, obviously he had a match with Hiromu that was really good. I, I'm, I'm, sh- I'm shortchanging that. It was actually great. Um, But, yeah, like, nah, man. Like, the match with Evil at the end. No. To get the title ran, that shit sucked. Like, no. Yep. This man had no business being a champion for that long in a promotion that literally, like, this is the, this is the general, forget the overpush thing. The term overrated. <laughs> 
He was the top champion, the main eventer of the promotion for seven months. And the promotion has Tetsuya Naito, or had Tetsuya Naito, Shingo Takagi, Will Ospreay, and, and Kazushiko Okada. By definition, he's overrated. <laughs> By the very definition. Um, anytime you got Will Ospreay for the entire year of 2023 and he could be your world champion, you just don't got to do that, I guess. I don't. You know, um, but, uh, you know, Sonata made them a decent amount of money. I don't know, but, um, I'll say this. I see nothing that shows that no one, none of those other people couldn't have made more. Right. Like you say, oh, he made a whole bunch of money. You know what made more money? Harumo versus Naito in the fucking dome. They're never, but they're not, they don't want to do it for some reason. I understand the talk is Hormo never wants to go to heavyweight. Hey man, do you no, want the company? Do you want, want the doors of this company still be open in five years or not? It's up to you. You want to be a heavy a, a junior heavyweight champion who's in the middle of a fucking down, down cycle right now? Currently, is you think this is helping? We'll get to it later. <laughs> Bad program. Like in you know, I'm saying Doctor Larry. Why are we blaming him? That's on Gato and Naito for. You know, doing his thing, but Sonata's the guy that ends up in the role. That's who we have to vote for, right? Here. Like if, um, like if you watch a movie where the main or where the actor is t- saying giving bad dialogue, and then in the edit, the edit keeps the worst like takes or whatever else. We're going to say that guy's a bad actor. We understand it, like yes, there are probably better, better uh, scenes or whatever else that are better takes of that w- that were got lost in the wash or whatever else. Nonetheless. We still laughing at him. Sorry. Yep. Um, number three, CM Punk. Um, based on what he produced and the headaches he caused. Good argument for it. Very overrated. Um, MJF, men on the stand, number five. How bad was Tyrus? Jesus. Yeah, Tyrus is. I mean, Tyrus was Tyrus, but um, how are there sixty one people voted vote for Tyrus? I didn't know there were sixty two people that was watching NWA. Crazy, um, but yeah, like MJF. This was like I mentioned, volume scoring, um, <laughs> right. and you know, every day you'll see on Twitter you'll see people. I like MJF title Ryan, and then all they'll do is put like four match graphics or whatever i'm like as opposed to like what about all the i'm like what about all the fucking hours of television that were what time that was wasting on this man and his promos and his vignettes and all the shit we had to sit through that were not those matches forget that part what about the part where he was a champion the entire year <laughs> four matches all you got yes yes Get the fuck this, out of here man. It, that's acceptable in WWE. It is not acceptable in AEW. the the, man, the role is different the, the top is different story. Look, that's the story of MJF and Union. What you just said, James, that's acceptable in WWE. That is not acceptable here. Like that's yeah. that's his entire ethos right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm I'm gonna jump to the bottom. Jake Lee being here at, for Noah at tw- at with 20 votes at number 10 is astounding. No one people don't people don't watch that promotion like that for him to get 20. And bro, that man went out there and um that in one he had Muto. stank. It was stank. Oh, he had like one match. He had like one banger match. The rest was stank. Some of the fists the, the fist were very hit or miss. I remember the first one he had with Kaito. I was like, bro, are you kidding me? 
Austin theories on this thing. Yep. He went over John Cena. This is a preview of the WWE 2K rating se- segment. This man showed up the next year in a video game as a 72 overall. Yeah. Uh, Here's what they think about you. Hey, guess who's going to be here next year? Who? He was on a family tree. Oh, yeah. Solo. Yep. Bring it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, most underrated. Number one, Chad Gable. Yep. Number two, Kanosuke Takeshita. Yep. Three, Daniel Garcia. Four, Mike Bailey. Makes sense. He might be one of the best. He might be the best wrestler that's not signed to a major. <laughs> Five, Yoda Suji. Six, Ricochet. Seven, Roosh. Eight, Commander. Nine, Britt Baker. Ten, Hangman Page. Um, uh, I mean, given the first what, uh, there was a section of the year where it was like he had to take he went backseat to Omega and the Young Bucks again, and it's like Texas Death or the thing, the time between the Texas Deaths is like, why, why does it do go into hiding sometimes? You know, um, so I can see that Chad Gale being number one, like, so we kind of had a conversation about this, I think, like. Chad Gable, like, the way I see people, like, talking about him, I'm like, he's the same wrestler he's always been. Yeah, I think people like the goofy character in uh, Alpha Academy. Well, like, there's no, there's, like, not even any potential there anymore. It's like, he's like the WWE John Silver. There's no potential in it because like it's such a com it's such a low floor comedy thing that's never gonna get anywhere. It's it's there to pop the crowd and get a reaction and that's it. Cause I'm like when I look at him as compared to like people what I feel like have futures in, in front of them, like Kanosuke Takeshita or Daniel Garcia, and I see Gable, I'm like most underrated. I'm like, what like what are we supposed to be pushing him as? Like he's already his his a uh, lot in life has been decided already. Well, it's, I think it's similar to the Cesaro thing. Was like Cesaro was winning that shit like every him and Ricochet were winning that shit like every year in the 2010s in WWE. Because like, yeah, you can put a yeah, you can just say this this dude is faded for this, but it's like that doesn't mean that this person isn't fucking awesome. He turns 38 next week. Gable. Yeah. Yeah, they fucked Gable. around with him. Guess who's gonna be on there? Guess who's gonna replace Gable in like four years? Who? Tyler Bate. <laughs> well, Tyler Bate's still fucking awesome. And he's gonna be he's gonna be doing nothing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I guess when I look at underrated, I think of like youth and upside. Um. That are there, but I just but don't. That, see, that doesn't. See but the I don't think that necessarily you. should. Ca- <sighs> I think that's more thinking of it from a from a GM perspective than a like just the it you know can you hoop type of situation because like. Mm-hmm. If I need a match with Dan Garcia and Kenny Omega tomorrow, or Dan Garcia and Chad Gable tomorrow, I think I'm going to pick Gable, mm-hmm. or or you know, or Osprey, for example. Like I, I, I think Gable has a higher ceiling, and it just mm-hmm. well, honestly, Bay has a higher ceiling. Both of me, my but get my point. It's like these motherfuckers ain't being used. It is you know, they just there chilling, and then eventually they get they don't get used enough. You'd be like, can they even still do it? And then you just be like, oh, all right, well. Ricochet, same thing. Like you can vote, keep on for Ricochet for this shit, but it's like now you're basing that on like just what you've seen and like not even what you like s- are seeing right now. Look, 
Ricochet is kind of crossing that line, like of like you it know, already happened to Gargano. Yeah. Same thing. It's like, yeah, we know you're still fucking awesome in theory, but we don't even fucking see you be awesome to get a chance to be awesome for five seconds. Like, it's over now. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Shouldn't resign to this company that you want to go out there and ball. This is not a company for balling. This is a company for big stars with big muscles and, and handsome looks. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you aren't, if you don't fit that stereotype, know that there's no, there's all no alternative for you to go to. And if you don't want to go there, well, then I guess be happy with you your chose. own life. I hope you are. You chose. I, yeah, you I chose. feel like yeah, I feel like you left shit on the table. Hey, if you ain't want to do it, whatever. Section here. Um, so someone said Logan Paul should have won. Doc Lariat. I absolutely agree. Second. Most underrated, like bro, if they could get him for more dates, they should be pushed. Logan Paul should be near the top of this promotion. They're the about to underrated? waste. Yes, they're about to waste Logan Paul on Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Yes, I know Randy Orton, legendary wrestler. Blah blah blah. RKO out of nowhere. All right, blah blah blah. It's mid card match. We'll, we won't think about the shit twice. Like. Rich, something like I, I get that means just, something I, with, Rich, with Logan Paul. The thing was you just said, we won't think about it twice in a, in a, in a certain amount of time. We do that with, all, with a bunch of Logan Paul matches. Like, he fought Seth Rollins last year. Do you remember that fucking match? Other than saying it was cool? Yeah, I, I remember. It was at WrestleMania. It was like, you know. It was fun. Quarter. No, it was like a four-star match. Right, right. But I'm saying, like, Logan Paul's not here for, like, the... He's here for to do the cool, the cool AEW match that like people say wouldn't get over in WWE, but like because that dude is an asshole and has a persona, he could do all the AEW shit and like it's it's, Look, it's he's amazing, charisma? he's revolutionary. Where, where was he on the most charismatic list? He should have been on there. He should have been. He should have been. The people don't like him though. It's part of it. It's part of it. They ain't gonna vote for you. They don't like you. I guess. Oh well, unless you're CM Punk, but whatever. That's that's some that's some people don't like it, CM Punk. Um. Oh, yeah. We got. Rookie of the year. Now this shit's weird. Um, <laughs> um, number one, Yuma Anzai, all Japan, I believe. Number two, Action Andretti. Uh, number three, Megan Bain. Six Four, years Bol- in. Oleg Bolton. Number five, Kalani Jordan. Six, Oba Femi. He's been working a while, also. Uh, Seven. Quick, quick question. Got to interrupt you. Does Kalani look like look like a Kalani? Yes. Excuse me. Billy Starks, number seven. Eight, Santana Jackson, the Michael Jackson wrestler, I believe. <laughs> Are number you eight, serious? Uh, Futuro. And number 10, Wakana Uehara, the Wakana section. Wow. Stand up. Let's go. Um, I did not watch You Man's Eye, but every time I hear uh, people talk about him, they say nothing but good things. Uh, but yeah. Uh, back to the Wakana. Wakana! Let's go. Um, actually, Andretti, I, I think he had a solid year for, you know, just a young guy, you know, kind of getting started uh, in this thing. And I think he's been in wrestling for like four years himself. So, uh, rookie of the year is always Hey, uh, you know, uh, just uh, went on Twitter and, um, yeah, Kalani Jordan looks like a Kalani. Yeah. 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 And wait. Nah, she's probably too young. I ain't gonna follow that. Anyway, back to the lecture at hand. Um, yeah, uh, Santana Jackson. I, <laughs> that's Have hilarious. you seen Santana Jackson? I've only seen the clips. That's all you need to see. 
We just this what we doing now. Clip wrestlers get you on. Clip wrestling. Right. Yes. All right. Clip wrestling. All right. Moonwalk DDT. That's right. Wow. Best okay. non wrestler. Number one, Don Callis. Number two, Paul Heyman. Three, Prince Nana. Four, Renee Paquette. Five, RJ City. Tie for fifth, Nick Aldis. Seventh, Nigel McGuinness. Eight, Samantha Irvin. Y'all have to stop this with this Samantha Irvin shit, please. Because he's a ring. Um, and, 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 then, and then Nigel McGuinness is a commentator. Why is he getting votes for this? Why is Renee getting votes for this? Right. Because she's, she's, she's uh, the play-by-play. Or not play-by-play, but the interviewer. Um... So this was a robbery right here. I think Don had a very rough second half of the year. I thought it was awesome. The first half of the year had great, you know, response from the crowd. And then obviously his feuds fell apart. And, you know, I think Prince Nana just heated up throughout the year. I will never give this award to Paul Heyman uh, again. I just think he's so far removed from his best work. Uh, I think this is Prince Nana all day. Okay. Um, damn so- near single-handedly causing a song to go viral. Damn near. Uh, him, the alliance with him and Swerve has just been magic, and no one's done for a manager. I think in their subsequent unit, what Nana has done. Like, is Paul Heyman really getting Roman Reigns over at this point? No. Like, um, <laughs> it, so, go ahead. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say like I, I think Nana has just been. He should have won this. Like, and this shouldn't have been close. Honestly. Um. So I don't. Uh, I, I mean, I could be talking to Nana. I think the I think the problem is, uh, well, as far as from an efficiency standpoint, like he should win. Like no one has done more uh, to like make a crowd react while doing less than uh, than than Nana from the non talk from the non wrestler uh, genre of uh, of last year. Uh, Callis did a lot of did a lot of emotional work with the with the Omega thing, and I think they just hold a date for him because, like, if not for that, this was not a good year for him. Uh, Heyman is always going to have the the Heyman vote. He, you know, he's there just because you know it's a legacy thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I could be talking to Nana because Nana just, you know, I think that the literally the turning point of a match for me is like, yeah, this is a five star match. Was him doing the fucking dance after screwing Heyman <laughs> after fucking Heyman, and then he ended up getting dead eyed through a table like it's. He's fucking hilarious. Yo. Um, best television announcer, Excalibur, number one. Two, Ian Rickabone. Three, Kevin Kelly. Four, Nigel McGinnis. Five, Chris Charlton. Six, Michael Cole. Seven, Tony Schiavone. Eight, Taz. Nine, Jim Ross. Ten, Jay Church. I have no thoughts on this. Who is voting for Jim Ross in 2003? Who? 2000 what? All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, 2023. Sorry. Who? Like, he... You could, he's whatever. I'll move on. Excalibur, sure. My vote would have been Nigel because I think Nigel is like calling Danielson match is nothing better right now. Um, yeah. So that, that so I'm I'm fine with that. Excalibur, Ricky Bone. Uh, look, we we're in a we have a really good like we have a deep run of of quality announcers right now in a way that we didn't you know six years ago, seven years ago. So. Yeah, I guess I don't pay too much attention to them unless they they do something to like where it like. Unless you're Michael Cole and you call a body slam, I'm Nishinoku driver in the middle of fucking elimination chamber. You know how many times he fucked up moves that were like common ass moves with the more sophisticated moves during the elimination chamber. James, what if I told you Michael Cole wasn't fucking up the moves? He was simply renaming them. (laughs) 
not fucking the wolves up. There, he's changing the names. Who told you this? Uh, Are you playing? Oh, okay. I want to say this. What kind of what kind of new shit is this? We're changing the name. These are, we're changing names of the moves that start from a hundred years ago, and we're changing them. Why? Yes. Because Michael Cole said so. Who the fuck is Michael Cole to be able to do that? They had a power, the authority to do such a thing. What? Because this man used to be in his ear. You know, there's been like this Michael Cole, like um, he's so much better this, without without being motherfucked every five seconds by Vince and Man. He's fucking up every bro. Hold on, there's been like this recasting of like who Michael Cole has been for 25 years, like the the Michael Cole uh, Renaissance. Uh, you want to know why people feel this recognition. way? Recognition. I'm like, you know why people what? feel this way? He's a fucking robot, like with no credibility. Right, right, right. You want to know why people feel that way? Because because you hang around WWE long enough and they'll like anything. No, 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 no. Because people know that he produces the network stuff. So like when it was so when it was Nigel or it's I don't uh, know how many people know that. A lot of people know that because it's part of the shows or whatever. So like when it's May Young Classic, when it's NXT, when it's NXT UK, when it was the Cruiserweight Classic, or whatever else, and it's Daniel and it's uh, Daniel Bryan or whatever else. Like a lot of years ago, and this pe- new this new fan base. Can I finish my ago. point or not? <laughs> All right. Saying. So, so many people are like, he's so good at coaching other people how to do these things. So that's why he's so he's really actually good. But Vince, when he's the coach, fucks up the the person that could be executing what the coach envision was like. Nah, bro, that's the case. The coach Billichek can get his ass in a three point stance. Don't you think? No, he couldn't. He's he he, he he couldn't hoop like that. I'm sorry, that's not how that works. Some people can coach. Some people just can't execute the plays. They might have it in their mind to do it, but like when it comes down to it, they fuck it up. And Michael Cole is someone that don't know the moves, and then calls the moves, and it fucks up the moves. And then you almost, and then I'm like, wait a second, did did, did he just call? Uh, wait, what? That that makes no sense. And also, you mentioned the no credibility thing for all these years is just lying through his teeth and then faking emotion. There's also that part, too. Yeah. Worst television announcer. Number one, Booker T. Um, <laughs> number two, Kevin Patrick. Three, Jim Ross. There we go. Number four, Michael Cole. There it is. Five, Corey Graves. Six, Kevin Kelly. Seven, Chris Jericho. Eight, Matt Stryker. Nine, Vic Joseph. And ten, Tony Schiavone. Damn y'all for putting Tony Schiavone on this. <laughs> It, instead of Pat McAfee, who right. is like tr- tragically regressed, Graves, Graves, people do not like Graves, man. Um, he's earned it over these years. All right, so Michael Cole, because uh, I was wa- I didn't watch uh, Elimination Chamber until last night. Michael Cole, Becky, Becky Lynch, Exploder Suplex. Cole calls it a fallaway slam. Uh, Naomi does a blockbuster off the top of the pod to live standing on the second rope. Cole calls it a sunset flip power bomb. New vision. The new WWE. Apparently so. Apparently so. Uh, McIntyre body slams LA Knight. Cole calls it a Michinoku driver. <laughs> Lashley gives McIntyre a flatliner. Cole calls it an inverted DDT. Absolutely not. Yo, bro, like, nah, man. Cut the shit. I, look, is she in WWE too? She need to go show you that man face. Cut the shit. No, these are not these moves. You just fucking up left and right. And there used to be one thing where it was like, oh, a, a, a Michinoku driver. He mistaked it with a blue thunder bomb. Now he's calling fucking body slam Michinoku drivers. 
I don't I don't recall Pat I'm sorry, Pat McAfee. I don't recall uh, Drew McIntyre leaving his feet. Whatever, man. Um, Booker T, I, I think he he just like he has no idea what's going on. Uh, he doesn't know the storylines. He doesn't know the names of the wrestlers. A flying in. Yeah. Um, best major wrestling show. Number one, AEW Revolution. Number two, AEW New Japan Forbidden Door. Number three, AEW All In. Number four, WrestleMania Night One. Number five, AEW All Out. Number six, Stardom All Star Dream Queendom. Excuse me, Stardom All Star Queendom. Yokohama. Seven, one four, Wrestle Kingdom. Eight, Keiji Muto's Last Love Tokyo Dome Show. Number nine, AEW Wrestle Dream. Number 10, ROA Supercard of Honor. Yeah, man. Uh, this is a lot of being booked by Tony Khan on this. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, yep. uh, a lot of great shows here. Yes. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of AEW shows. It wouldn't have been my order. I would have probably had All Out up there, but it would have been Revolution and All Out would have been fighting it out. Then Forbidden Door, then All In. Um, you know, and I didn't love All In like that. Um, they all kind of run together for me at this point now. Because there were so many fucking AEW shows this year. Or pay-per-views, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I'm just shocked that like the promotion of the year couldn't get more than one show on here. Yeah, there's that. Uh, there's also the part where like Stardom uh, had the best show in Japan, according to uh, Observer voters. Look at that! Last year, look at that! Yeah, yeah. I mean, Rich, you saw Stardom All Star Queendom, and you saw Night One of WrestleMania. Which one was better? <laughs> I want to say there was at least five matches. I think on All Star Queendom, where I was like, "This is really great!" Like, <laughs> right. Like, I think Meltzer gave four matches. I'm sorry, not four. He gave six matches, four and a quarter. <laughs> or better. Like, it's one of, it's literally one of the greatest shows of all time. Hey, that was the peak. <laughs> yeah, just look, just like, uh, just like the giant egg Tokyo Dome in 94, right? That was it. Yeah. Um, y'all think, you think Stardom will be on her next year? Uh, for best, best show? Yeah. Uh, um, I gotta see what new contracts looking like come uh, in the next few weeks. <laughs> you gotta see who's coming, who's going. <laughs> um, but yeah, Revolution was sensational. Yeah. Um, I had that. Uh, Brian Nelson and MJF. I had the Texas Death. I had the Elite versus House of Black trios uh, match. Jericho, Ricky Starks. Um, a couple other joints too. Uh, remember. A lot of people were saying I was like, you know, contender for best AEW pay per view ever. Yeah. Uh, I would put AEW All Out as well. I, do like, you think All like, In was actually was actually the third best AEW show this year? No. Yeah, same here. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's because you know, people like that like that maybe more than we did. Maybe if we liked it as much as everyone else did, then it, or remember a lot of people did, then it would have been you know higher. But I don't see it. Why, if All In has like one of the five star matches from like All Out, like. I think it might have fucked around in one like show of the year just because of the platform. Right. Like, it was just the biggest show. It's so, a WrestleMania like, factor. Why is voters? That's kind of where I was getting at. 
Because yeah. uh, and also you know all these damn AEW shows are still they're all splitting votes from each other too. I think they're actually like I don't think they're splitting votes. I think they're taking up real estate. Like well, well, that's what I kind of mean, right? Like Russell Dream has nineteen. Russell Dream. They had the yeah. first swerve in Hangman match, and they had Danielson in in Saber. Christian Darby, right? At the Edge debut. Um, I think there was something else on there too. Right, but, like, that was uh, an that, awesome. That show. FTR ladder match. Like that yeah. show, that show was awesome. That's what I mean. Nineteen. So, like, are you saying it should not get votes, or no, it should get no, votes? no? I'm saying like this ain't no regular, like this ain't no regular, like ninth best show in a in a wrestling year. Right, right. Like right. in an average year, that might be that's, that's gonna the place you top five. But like the other shit is like ridiculous, and the other shit is also AEW splitting votes. It's like. It's like being Lindell White when uh, when you got like in the Heisman vote when you got like Matt Liner and Reggie Bush on your team. <laughs> um, Sorry, Tom Talk. I know you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Sorry. <laughs> worst major wrestling show: Here WWE Crown Jewel. How many years um, in a row has, that, has a Saudi Arabia show won? Good fucking lord! Um, worst major. Wrestling Not in a row, but is is one three of them. At least one, two, three. No, four. This is the fifth one. Jesus. Um, NWA. Sam Hain. Yeah. Um, number three, AEW World's End. <clears throat> number four, WWE Fastlane. Fastlane was way worse. <laughs> um, eight, Triple H, Triple Mania, NWA's 75th show. Number seven, WrestleMania Night Two. There it is. But was that actually worse than SummerSlam? Or is it platform? Not. SummerSlam's like arguably the worst show of the year. Right. Like, is the platform of being WrestleMania is what, what gets it? Yeah. yeah. Um, nine pay, WWE Payback. Yeah, that was bad. All those American pay per views that WWE did that or B level pay per views that were like in America. Yeah. They all fucking stunk. Yeah. I, I see honorable mission destruction of Goku. Isn't that uh, isn't that where they did the evil uh, rematch for the title or not rematch for the, t- the title shot? I thought that was King of Pro Wrestling. You're right. You're right. You're right. What 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 was destruction? Look it up quickly. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll talk about SummerSlam. All right, fucking SummerSlam. Like when you get past Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar, the rest of that show you can throw in a bin. The awful, awful Jay Uso, uh, Roman Reigns main event, the Ronda versus Shayna martial arts match or whatever the fuck they did. Um, I think did like was like Liv Morgan like involved in that shit like somehow. I I don't, I don't know. Remember, she, she wasn't. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. It was just a bad show. Uh, yeah. they, they went to Blast Saber uh, Junior's hometown and disrespected him. Uh. Seth and Finn, eh, it was I right, but it wasn't enough to save it, you know. Um, yeah, man, uh, I did not like SummerSlam. Like, yeah. I, I thought they had a chance to try to like do something there, and they just didn't. Um, best right, wrestling some, maneuver. All right, destruction oh, and Rio Goku. The main event was Sonata versus Evil. 
Ah, so not a versus evil. Look, well, look at that. The lumber, that shitty lumberjack match, and then uh, you also had the Tomatonga versus uh, versus uh, Finley for the for the never. Yeah, yeah. I see what that got voted. Where it got voted? Yeah. Okay. Best wrestling move: Will Osprey's hidden blade. Love that move. Yeah, but is it actually better than Stormbreaker? I think it is. Stormbreaker like just looks funny. It doesn't actually look like it hurts. Like you just get spun around a little bit, then you uh, fall. But yeah, but best wrestling maneuver mostly is like, does it look <clears throat> cool? Then does it hurt? Right. I think the hidden blade looks cool because he'll hit it on. He'll hit the normal one. He'll hit the one that's like going the wrong way or whatever. I love the hidden blade. Okay. Like I think. I mean, no, no, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I like it, but it's it's it's. it's I don't know, like, cause it's weird because, like, I look at the, I look at One Way Angel. I'm like, yeah, the V Trigger is a better move than the One Way Angel. Are you kidding me? And then, like, on for Hidden Blade and Stormbreaker, I think think it's like the opposite. Like, I think you hit with that Stormbreaker, your ass is like it's actually a spectacular, or not spectacular, but like it's a really cool looking, unique move. Um, see, the only problem uh, with giving Vikingo best move is like, what move do you narrow it down to? Well, I guess for <laughs> yeah, I guess for him is like it's a it's like a second rope step up six thirty. I mean that's that's yeah. that's a that's a pretty cool move. That's a pretty cool fucking move. That's a lot cooler than a, that's that's cooler than even a stormbreaker. <laughs> yeah. Um, got the buckshot on here. Yep. Um, the rainmaker got on this thing. How? <laughs> Uh, they got Swerve, an honorable mention, JML driver. Yeah. I like the JML driver, but I like the kick more, the house call. I think the kick is more of a... I think the JML driver is more of his, like... The finish. Well, well, they're both finishers in theory, but, like, that's his actual, like, yeah. Like, I, I hit you with the I hit you with the, with the house call to then get you up and hit the JML driver to, to pin you for the title type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um... Like it's funny, like Mayu Watani, like they even know how to pronounce it. Like the diving future Ron, future Ron is like it's a reverse Ron, but whatever. Like I know what you mean. <laughs> Most disgusting promotional tactic. Oh boy, let's get it popping. WWE enabling Vince McMahon and him being back in power. TKO keeping him in a position of power. Two WWE continued relationship with Saudi Arabia. Three NWA cocaine spot on pay per view. Four. Power slap continuing on after Dana White slapped his wife. Five AEW signing Ric Flair. Six AEW uses Juice Robinson uses roll quarters after the Hamas terrorist attacks and doing an anti-Semitic angle. Seven TKO ignoring Vince McMahon and Dana White's transa- transgressions. Eight Colby Covington using the death of Leon Edwards' father to promote a fight. Nine WWE hiring CM Punk. What? Ten, Sean Strickland openly homophobic comments with no repercussions from UFC or TKO. Six, Adam or honorable mention, Adam Page drinking Swerve Strickland's blood. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a promotional tag. That is some shit that happened. And like same thing for WWE hiring CM Punk. Why would that be a disgusting pr- promotional tactic? I don't. <laughs> I don't know what is what? funny. That's that's a that both of those is like a you you mad. That's funny. I saw that shit. I was screaming. I was like, who did this? More importantly, who did this? And then who are the other 13 people that did this? Right. 
right. was 14 of y'all that came, all came up with this. God damn, like, like the elite has to be in your username on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. Take it down a notch, Jesus. Um, yeah, I don't know how you vote for anything but Vince on this. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's just a lot more high stakes. He finna, look. This this some some shit uh, like uh, adjacent is gonna win next year too. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Vince running it up. They need to rename this shit the Vince McMahon <laughs> most disgusting promotional <laughs> tactic or the WWE most product <laughs> most disgusting promotional tactic award. Either I, way, see now you trying to get you trying to get Meltzer in more trouble than he already is in with these, with them people that don't like him because of these awards. You trying to run it up? It doesn't matter. They were somewhat successful in these awards still, and they didn't know how to handle it. They were like, all they wanted to do was was laugh at Tony Khan. I was like, you didn't want to celebrate yourself at all? No. All right. Yeah. Worst television show. Number one, NWA Power. I don't even know who's fucking voting for this. Like, <laughs> because it's like, yo, these people, you have to pay a paywall to do that. So you had to buy NWA and then be like, yeah, I also have an Observer subscription, so I'm going to run it up. Yeah. Two, WWE Raw. Three, NXT. Four, with Power all that Slap. Great Kel- with all that great that. character development. Yeah, the great character development. Number four, Power Slap. I resent that. I love Power Slap. Power I don't Slap care. fucking suck, man. Stop it. <laughs> I don't care. I loved it. I thought it's it was stupid. great competition. Great competition. You know, like, bro. Battle of Wills. It, was, I never asked. I don't, I don't remember, actually. Was it like the, was it like the NFL like new overtime rules were like, if you knock, you knock someone out on the first slap, do you get a fair up and knock them out? If not... Uh, oh, you nah, just lose. It's like, yeah, you you just lose. So, like, it's, so literally, it's oh, literally it's sudden death. A sweep, one one zero. It's over. So, like, so you, you wait. So, how off. do you how do you determine who goes first? Flip a coin. Uh, they, I, I I think they flip a coin. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> and I, I think they I think I think the deal is like you win, and then you ask, do you want to go first or do you want to? Who the fuck's deferring? <laughs> No, 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 you better go first. Do you see, do you see the, uh, the clip going around, uh, of like, of Mahomes face when he saw, when he saw that Fred Warner said that they was going, that they were, uh, going, that they wanted the ball first in overtime? Yes, yes. That's the same face you gotta make when you be like, when it's, when you, when, when you lose the coin toss, you're like, fuck him, it's like, shut up, he goes, nah, I'll defer, you gonna defer, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out and go home! Brewhaven says Rich would have been a just bleed guy if he got into N- MMA. Yeah, when I be seeing MMA, I be like, get y'all ass up off, off, off the ground. I ain't trying to see y'all hug each other all day. Punch somebody. Put them hands up. You know, let's see them feet. That's why. That's called kickboxing, Rich. That's called Muay Thai. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying watch to see, Muay you know, Thai. You, look, I don't want no weight classes in, in UFC either. You know what? <laughs> That's right. Let's oh, you, you, want, you, you, oh, you just want human cockfighting. Okay, I see. Correct. I see. Uh, okay. Correct. Cool. I want my shit looking like UFC 1. You know? <laughs> oh, my. Let's move on. I, I want niggas going in there with geese on. You know? I, I want a 400-pound nigga versus a 125-pound nigga. Like, what's up? You know? And, you know, that's that's what I want. I I don't. Worst match of the year. Hold on. Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Go ahead. 
number one, Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. Mm-hmm. Number two. What was, what was the name of that match? The Mountain, Mountain Dew Dark. Dew. Mountain Dew Dark, right? Bro, it was Mountain Dew something. Right. Yes. This this should be changed to the Bray Wyatt Memorial Award. I mean, I, I'm right. The Pitch Black match. The Pitch Black. Uh, that's right. The Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Okay. Yeah, man. Tyrus uh, versus EC3. Shane McMahon and Snoop Dogg versus The Miz. Baron Corbin versus Gable Stevenson. Bro, that was awful. Like, awful. Yeah, it was awful. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. I remember seeing it at the time. Like, yup, this is the worst match of the year contender. Number six, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Another one. Number seven, Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. I remember that match was like, hold on, what a weird finish. It was like, he was just like beating him on his face with like, I think it was a chain, if I'm not mistaken. And then they just ended the match. And I was like, that's weird. Have Here's your two stars. Like, <laughs> number eight, Jeff Jarrett versus Jeff Hardy. The, um, what the fuck is that thing? The Texas Chainsaw Massacre match. I actually didn't see that match. I didn't see it either. I just saw the red line like, this looks like it's fucking awful. Julia Hart versus Abaddon. <sighs> we had a match fucking sucked. 10. Adam Cole versus MJF, the all-in main event. <laughs> Man. This should be on there, but it's funny that it is. <laughs> all right. Can I, can, can I get to it now? By all means. All right. Uh, so last year we lost Bray Wyatt. And normally, human nature is when uh, someone passes, regardless of how uh, you feel about them in the public light, you, you, you know, you omit things, you don't, you pull punches, you don't say it, you don't say how you felt before you found that person is no longer on the same realm as us. Um, but not these fucking voters. They said, "Nah, man, you. This match was awful. It happened at the beginning of the year. Your brother came out there from the uh, from." From the heavens and descended to drop an elbow on a on a crash pad onto somebody. He didn't even come close, and it was so bad that the camera cut can't even make it look like it came close. I think it's, I think his uh, brother got hurt. He may still be hurt. Get get well soon, Bo. Yeah, man. Um, one of the worst matches of all time to go along with his collection of some of the worst matches of all time. And here with y'all, want to go through the catalog of Bray Wyatt and uh, his history and uh, his 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 uh, what do you call it? His treasured history and the Observer Worst Match of the Year uh, category. Uh, he first started and got his first one. Uh, his assault in his on, second, on the record book. Yeah, he, yeah. He 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 first hit the record book kind of like kind of like uh kind of like Pat Mahomes uh, within his first year in the company or within the months of his first year in the company he got his first one. He got the uh, the cage match with John Cena in 2014, right after WrestleMania 30, where he had a little Jeez. kid talk with the voice that sounded like fucking uh, Ole Anderson, R.I.P., another R.I.P. Um, then you get to 2017, and he has the maggots and bugs on the floor, on the projector on the mat at WrestleMania 34. Um, just, just horrendous. I'm sorry, 33. I'm sorry, 33. Uh, horrendous. Uh, then you have 2019. You have the the worst Hell in a Cell match of all time, the Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins, where the match the ends in no contest because Seth Rollins uses a 
a sledgehammer to end the match after Bray Wyatt had used a bigger hammer throughout the entire match. Um, My personal pick for worst match of all of all time, that match. <sighs> uh, and then you have uh, the very next year, he went back to back, kind of like Patrick Mahomes. He had the Fiend yeah. versus versus uh versus Braun Strowman, and I think was it the Swamp match where swamp it ended match. where he where the Fiend or or had or whatever a Gator had grabbed or some type of creature had grabbed Bray or sorry uh, Braun Strowman and suffocated him in 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 the Bayou. Uh, so yeah, man, that's that's five. That I don't know if that's a record. You know, there's been a lot of Undertaker and Kane matches that have fucking sucked over the decades, but uh. That's a strong that that is a strong run for someone that was only you know on the main roster from SummerSlam first match was SummerSlam 2013 to you know being off team for a while with, with whatever and then um, finishes finishes on the way out going out like that so to commemorate um, Bray Wyatt and his five uh, worst match of the year trophies I present to you. I present to you. <laughs> I present to you a picture of Kobe Bryant with his five Larry O'Brien trophy that he won with the Lakers between 2000 and uh, 2010. Uh, but instead of Kobe Bryant smiling, you have the fiend mask over Bryant's face, over over uh, Kobe Bryant's face. Uh, sorry for those that uh, are not with us listening. Uh, or watching for you to stream, but I am describing to you what is happening, and you know, I'm sure this clip will be up, and I'm sure people will be very, very mad that I just detailed his his uh, his prolific run of bad matches, especially post death. But I'm not finna lie, like this dude has some of the worst matches of all the time. He uh, he is very creative, he's very charismatic, but when they time it came for the time for the match, the match, the match is rarely ever matched. In fact, they the opposite of match, they unmatched. Um, and yeah, uh, R.P. Bray White. If Your legacy will live on forever. On the WWE, gets, I'm sorry, not WWE Network, no exists anymore. On Peacock. On a tab. If, if this show ends up canceled, it was worth it for this. <laughs> I don't know, I'll be canceled. I just, I, I said he had bad matches. That was true when he's alive, because he's dead. He, it doesn't mean it's not true anymore. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt was a shining star when it came to this uh, category over the years. Um, and it, like, I couldn't think of a more fitting way to, to cap it off. Like, even in even when he's not here with us no more, we gave him one. He gave us one for the road. Right. We just this, say that. This, this reminds me of, like, um, after... Uh, Sean Taylor uh, got shot and killed in his house. Like he still got, for, he still got all pro. Like posthumously, this is yeah. kind of the same thing. Where it's like they they had a banger of of a season, of a year, of a match, and on the way out, it will be commemorated. But he's no longer he's no he's not there to set, accept the award. It's like the reverse Kazushi Okada. You know, like he has five match of the years, and then Wyatt has five. Worst match of the years. That's crazy. I never really thought about it. Bray Wyatt, especially given the age, is this tragic? Well, obviously, already tragic. Even more tragic. Like we could have seen, we could have seen even worse matches over the years. Like he Man. could, he had didn't have a chance to top his prior work. 
It's really a shame. He was, he was cut off in his prime. Right. Who know who knows like where it was headed. Right. They say Russell's prime is what their late th- their late thirties. He was getting into it. Like he was already running up the rings early in the career. So like all right. he had to do was just keep adding on as he declined athletically. Right. Right. Obviously, obviously a different era. His, he could be able to extend his career in ways that like his predecessors like The Undertaker and Kane. And, cinematic uh, match. You, you, you look, he, he got a couple of these off of cinematic matches. Right. You know. Right. New, innovative. New ways. Like new new ways. New mediums to do this. New genres of entertainment. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, I don't. I don't know how people, you know, people really do. People do this from time to time when, like, you, when you have a, just a great short run and it's a tragedy cut short. He had a, he had a real shot. There were people who were out here on the street saying he was the worst of all time. You know, at least, uh, you know, they, they, either you can be remembered for being really great or you can be remembered, you know, like this. You know, you got uh, look, a choice. No, 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 know. no, no. He was still number one. Correct. It was just a different. It was just It just was a negative list. It was like it was literally like, you know. All right, let's move. Like, let's let's move. Like the downward. All right, know. let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Um, worst promotion of the year, NWA. I don't even know who watches this shit. I um, I'll take their word for it. Let's go to f- worst feud of the year: MJF versus the Devil. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Pure trash television. Yeah. Two Outcasts versus AEW Originals, which we saw 900 weeks in a row. Tyrus versus EZ3. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho. This ain't fair. Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland. They didn't even have a match. I think that's a part of it. It's like, why? how many times are we going to do this and not do it? Seven evil versus Sonato, something we we've seen a million times, and it sucked every single one of them. Well, this was the worst. <sighs> Bully Ray versus Scott Demore. I don't they remember that, that even happened. That is sick. Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. <sighs> Yikes! And that lasted more than one pay per view cycle. Miro versus CJ Perry. Honorable mention: MJF versus Jay White. Callus Family versus Omega and Jericho. It's all about the devil, baby. That's what this, this that's what this is for me. Yeah. Everything else is small potatoes, seemingly. Don't let MJF book a thing. <laughs> the best booker award won Paul Levesque. Despite having no best show, weekly show. Only one of ten spots in show of the year. Two, Tony Khan. Three, Juan Manuel. Four, Shuji Ishikawa. Five, Rossi Ogawa. Six, Gato. Seven, Shawn Michaels. Everything under that doesn't matter. Um, why is Gato? So, why was Gato six? Gato was sixth because. It was kind of an all-time inept year. Should he be even lower? Why did he? How did he get forty-five votes? That must be the last of the last holdouts of like 
New Japan is still in the golden era. I mean, the stuff that we were talking about, right? Like, he had a seven-month transitional champion. Like he built, like he had a he built no ple- one. He had a plethora of of young guys that came in and then decided to not put a single one of them over. He had he had his two best in ring performers leaving or seemingly out the door. He did not have them put them put the guys over on the way out. Well, he did. He did use one of them to put over David Finley. Okay, fair enough. Sick. But that also that, that you you are correct. That also furthers my point of the ineptitude. Um, yeah, man, he's cooked. And honestly, Time. and I get to that point that I mentioned earlier. Honestly, you can say that he's been cooked ever since he said, "Hey, let's extend the roll call four fucking years. We can get we can get four more years out of same motherfucker's name in the at the end of the dome." And then it happened. Don't we all feel great right now at this point? Like, after Naito beat Sonata um, over the weekend, he did the roll call. And I was like, awesome. It, that's when it dawned on me, like, he delayed it four years for this moment. For him to do it at every show now. After beating Sonata. And then, and then I'm assuming as a true genesis, he'll do it after he beats these fucking render reader or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? What are we doing? What have we done to this once great promotion? That was awful, bro. <laughs> He's fucking cooked. And also, this year, he, he he helped fuck up stardom, and he helped fuck up AEW. Thanks. Um, Tony Khan, first year, he doesn't win it since 2019. Right. Um, Mixed bag, I still yeah. think more good than bad. Yes. Um, but yeah, this almost feels like they should have just rolled this shit over and made next year's worth too. Uh, nothing Paul Avec does booking wise impresses me. He's still carrying Vince's shit over. I, look, I, f- I feel like everything when it came to uh, when I reviewed the 2024 Royal Rumble this year, everything felt less over than it did last year. Um, what, what I would say is, uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but like trophy got to be handed out. Sometimes it's a five pound trophy instead of a 50 pound trophy. Yeah. This, this is a baby and like, trophy. And, and trophy look, like, I mean, it, let's not make any mistake. Like Triple H has won this before. And like that too, that was 2016 we won Ryan Ward? 15. 15? 2015 NXT, he did a better job booking that than this. It, it, oh, from what absolutely. I, from what I saw of it all year. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Rossi Ogawa should he even be on here James uh, should it be, be someone else because they were really booking the promotion he had, he had most of the control he just got overruled in points and he's out so whatever and what, with that being said still had a better year than Gato Sickos are really voting for Shawn Michaels on this thing um I don't know, man. All I want to know is what does your IG uh, algorithm look like? Sean? Oh. No, not him. The people that's voting for him. <laughs> I mean, it looks like Sean's. <laughs> the fuck you mean? Oh. <laughs> uh, promoter of the year, Nick Khan. 
even though I don't know if he's necessarily a promoter, but you signed um, the deals, you promoted, whatever. I get what you mean, technically, yeah. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I, he's not technically a promoter. Know. You're right. Yeah, it should be Triple H should be on there. It, you know, whatever. Um, two Tony Khan, three Dana White. Yeah, <laughs> no idea who four is. Maybe it's yeah. CMLO. I don't know. Maybe it's Triple Maybe. A. I don't think it's Triple A. Let's go best. Was there, and worst was there another? Was there a fight promotion that blew up? That is that I have no idea who Chavo is. I have no idea who that is. I have to look that I, I up. I have either. to Google that now. I'm, it's out of curiosity. Let's go best and worst gimmick. Let's do these both in one shot. Best gimmick number one, Tony Storm. Worst gimmick number one, the Devil. Tony um, didn't double up for both. She actually finished third in worst gimmick. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I, I she's the only one that's done like you know very out there character work. Um. Also, James, I'm not seeing um best gimmick like all the character work and shit. Like I don't see anyone from NXT on here. Yeah. So what the fuck was Dave talking about? All right. All right. So Chavo is CMLO. Okay. I would love for Dave to describe people's gimmicks. He just has like their name, but I would love to hear like what he thinks like their gimmick is. Like, what is Cody Rhodes' gimmick? Like, <laughs> flag loving nepot- nepotism case. Like, I don't know. I think you're muted, James. Um,. Shocked the bro Chachos didn't do better. I, I thought they might do better, but maybe they had such a bad taste uh, in people's mouths by the end of it. People were like, absolutely not. Worst gimmick, the devil, no question. Uh, I, I think the devil is, quite frankly, just the lowest of the low. Um, we're going to look back on that, and, and I think that's going to go down as like, <laughs> so like in the the annals of the whodunits and mystery angles like there's like the black scorpion there's it was me austin and there's the aces and eights and here's the devil like <laughs> all flavors of trash pick one. Oh man carney gop candidate cody rose my god um that's funny um. Yeah, but there's a pro wrestling book. Rhett Lash for a world champion. I think that is about Ric Flair. Best pro wrestling documentary. Chris and Tammy. Uh, that's Chris Candido and Sonny. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Um. Uh, yeah, but those are the Wrestling Observer Awards. James, you are muted. James is muted, everybody. So while we're here, get your merch. Get your merch. Donate to the show. Um, like the show. Rate the show. Five stars. Absolutely. And, um, you know, keep doing your thing out here. Nope. James is still muted on this thing. Uh, I oh, I heard something. 
Yeah, yeah, we're good. I pressed something on accident, a wire went loose, and then like it muted you here, and then it's like it stopped recording on my end. So like when we get done recording, I have to like take the audio, rip the audio off of the stream, and then slice it in. Ah, huge pain in the ass. Ah, yeah. Well, what would you like to talk about next? Well, that one ran a little long. Um, we're a little bit over on a time. little long. We went two hours. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you may as well just wrap it up. We're at 12. It's 12.22 right now. Let's do a quick rundown of uh, Revolution. Do you just want to do a second show later in the week? You know what? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. That is not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. So come back later this week. We will do AW Revolution in depth after we see the Go Home show. Um, And maybe I'll try to find a guest. Oh, also, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, what the fuck are y'all doing? Um, I mean, we... Fuck. Um, no, we no, we still got time to talk about that later in the week. They ain't got nothing else yeah. going on. We'll get to them. Yeah, we'll don't, get to them. Don't worry. You, ain't, you, you, did, you did not escape. Yeah, you did not yeah. escape. To, to paraphrase I, Kenny Omega, no. I think uh, keeping the strong sound may be back a day, but they're going to get them, yeah. and then we'll be back to get them. Yeah. Too. Yeah. What? How that old um Soldier Boy song go? Shoot! Let me get him. Shoot! Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for listening, y'all. If you are watching, um, are you listening? No. If you're watching the stream, go to our podcast. Go to our description and go to the wrestle link and donate there. Uh, and listen to other shows on the network. If uh, never mind, just listen to other shows in the network. Besides one, you're Besides one, you You have keep it a strong style. You have almost every King Clive. No, it's not King Clive. You have Tunnel <laughs> Talk. You have the Trish and Sarah Wrestling Podcast. You have Imps WWE Adventures. You have All Things Elite. Did I say keep it a strong style already? If I didn't keep it a strong style, and you have Russell, and you also have Russell Things with Chris Plant. Thanks, for listening, y'all. Later. Peace.